I, I so also knowing very little about Noam Chomsky, but I assume the man has to be a hundred percent correct because anytime you can get a good amount of people to actually listen to someone that's just so revoltingly boring, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking they must be onto something. <laughs> yeah, I'm too dumb to like Noam Chomsky. Definitely, that's the way. I feel. <laughs> yeah. I've tried and put him down. Here's the thing, though. All right. So I'm dumb enough to have tried and failed to learn what he's all about. But I'm smart enough to turn off X-Men Apocalypse. But I'm also dumb enough to try to start several times. This is a confusing Venn diagram. I shouldn't have used this as a visual aid. It's a bad one. But we're recording. So anytime any of this is funny, (laughs) you can all start laughing. Who cares? Yeah, Yeah, I've I've been waiting to laugh. This is hot garbage. This sounds like shit. No one's gonna buy that. Is it a hit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to another episode of Is It a Hit? Well, all of our fans at home, all those hitsters at home, get to tag along on this uh, this little trip of ours uh, to the to the number one spot on the uh, on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles list. I'm your host, Max, joined by my co-host, Pat. Yep. Um, and the, uh, the Rihanna of this, of this podcast, the one who's making all those, all those hits, is uh, Nasty Nathan Sharp himself. There it is. There, there's, a, there's a light rain and a heavy breeze. I'm trying to really get my vowels on the way she does. Anyway, stand yeah. under stand under the umbrella with me and let's what's weather let's weather this storm of inevitable money adulation and praise that will be coming by the basis of this um really this th- this divine process. This is brought down from the this process was uh you know inscribed into into stone um by uh well quite frankly by noam chomsky wow the no noam chomsky. yeah the noam chomsky and he he caught up with some of those nerds at mit and said hey shoot me up with a laser i'm gonna try to inscribe a, a top hit making process into stone <laughs> can't really do his vocal fry can't do rihanna singing either but you know what i can do i can make you hits for money if you just give there it me is. a chance there it is all i need what's yours what's your vocal fry my vocal fry it's gonna be hard to turn off oh yeah my god there is max. something max yeah there, I'd say there is something pleasurable about, like, it's almost like pop rocks on the back of your throat when you vocal frog. Mm. Yeah, it's you know very what I mean? soothing. Yeah, there's a tactile sensation when you vocal fry that's very nice. That's almost almost exactly the opposite of what it sounds like to hear it. Like, it's, it's, it's as pleasurable to do as it is dis- displeasurable to hear. You don't like hearing it? I'm a big fan. No, I, I no, could, I'm a, I, I could just I'm not like the ending Wait, so of people's vo- vocal fry is is when you when you hang on to like a word at the end and you kind of grumble through it at, at yeah, the end is that what that is grumble through it well there's uh, like yeah it's kind of like pops a little bit give a little bit of that okay how about yeah. it okay how about it max npr npr does it a lot a lot of the npr announcers have vocal fry 
I think it's just the microphones are too close to their face. Maybe, but I also think it's an affectation that that, that for some reason this this thing has be, become associated with intelligence. That's what I think. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's what's making a lot of sense. Far away from our microphones. Yeah, and that's why yeah. we laugh yeah. like idiots all You're not day. Not going to get that yeah. SMR type intelligence from us. Yeah, and we say things like "X Men Apocalypse was the best of the franchise." <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a tough one to agree with, but I'm going to have to agree with you just based on the formula that we put forward. Yes, and that is a good movie. <laughs> the thing I liked about it was the entirety of it because it's good. I and I never started and stopped it several times. I never liked that Hugh Jackman, so I'm glad he wasn't in that one. Right. Yeah. yeah. They never did. You know what? I never. I. I. It was. It made me mad. They never did Sabretooth justice. I like Sabretooth in the comic. I like that he's like a bigger, meaner version of Wolverine. Yeah. But they never would did you, that. Would you watch that uh that uh half that hour long drama, Sabretooth Justice? Sabretooth Justice? What's this? Yeah, that's a great You just movie. said you, you said Sabretooth. They never did Sabretooth Justice. So I was like, oh, I'd watch that show. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just Sabretooth in the Yukon murdering like hobos no, and stuff. I think he's Richards. like a. I think he's like a public attorney or something. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like caveman or uh, it's yeah. Yeah. Caveman lawyer. <laughs> a a bit. Fro- a caveman lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, it's already been done. We don't need to do cave, uh, sabertooth justice. But instead, or of just he's like, a Supreme sup- Court justice. Oh, yeah. Yep, we did it same time, Pat. Oh, yeah. Great minds think something. <laughs> But he just goes Saber. feral sometimes, where he's just like, you know, something becomes, you know, uh, uh, it needs to be, you know, judged upon on the federal level. Man, you can really tell that I do not know what they do. Um, in- <laughs> Listen, he's just he's just a single dad out there trying to make it, trying to give more power to multinational corporations through the law. <laughs> And sometimes he goes feral and kills a bunch of people. Sometimes he kills a bunch of people, you know, to sway <laughs> to tip the scales, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> uh, That's well, great. That show sounds like a hit, but last week's uh, song, not so much. I oh. did really like it. I like the Church of uh, Church of Cynodyne, uh, <laughs> Cynodyne Five Thousand. Um, it was interesting hearing the uh what happens when uh there's a uh, uh i guess a loss of the the gap between church and robotics i guess yeah. what we want to say there yeah i mean it's it's the whole thing was wrong in the eyes of gods and man and the raw laws of robotics so yeah i'd agree the thing that's great about this though is that we basically were the first people to hear the gospel of the cult of synodyne you know we were always leaning towards creating our own religion creating our own cult um this could be an excellent opportunity for us if we capitalize on the the gospel of the church of synodyne so or the cult of synodyne i don't know you know it'd be pretty cool to be a cult that actually acknowledges that it's a cult most cults they're they're too cool to be a cult right Mm. yeah but like imagine if we started a cult and we were like right on the face bam the cult of cyber died. Yeah, hey, this is listen, this is a cult. Are you feeling like you need acceptance from questionable sources? 
Yeah. You know, do you, are you feeling empty inside? Are you hungry? Have you had a frozen waffle? Well, don't eat that frozen waffle just yet. We can fill you with something greater and more syrupy. We're talking about the words of Sinbot 5000, (laughs) our eternal leader. And we're entirely, we're entirely driven by the seven deadly sins. We are the antithesis of any other religion. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Those get, uh, the Satanists, you know, they're they're really just about do whatever you want. You know, they're, they're, yeah, the Satanists right. is really nihilism in disguise. Yes, yeah, right. You don't really see the Satanists like really go out there and just like be like, we're yeah. sin, we're evil. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. You when you learn that there are Satanists when you're young, it's so exciting because it's like, oh, cool. There's villains. There's bad guys. There's super villains for this world. But then you find out that they're just kind of like nihilists and hedonists, and you're like, oh, yeah. And they're all like, sort of like, fine. you know, like they smell and stuff a little bit too. They're just kind of nerdy. Like they're not uh, like, like they're not badasses. They're just they're not Skeletor. In front of like an evil, like, like you know, skull mountain hideout, being like, ah, take this, papists, you will die by my hand. Like, there's nothing. There's they, they're just like, be cool, man. It's all right. Whatever. We're just kind of contrarians. And you're just like, oh, you guys could be fucking cooler. You'd think that a group of people that were. <laughs> committed to satan would be like a sexier group is what i'm saying yeah like all the heavy metal bands like look at any good heavy metal album cover look at go, yeah go, folks go google um images of let's say man of war google some of those album covers and you'll see a bunch of uh the hot torso dudes in loincloths mm-hmm. and you know everyone's barely naked and they're holding swords over like a pile and that they're those aren't even satanists they're just money driven musicians so what would a real satanist you know what would they be into huh? yeah yeah well what i'm saying is fuck the satanists let's take it a step further and say that we are actually the antithesis to christianity you know christianity oh boy. they you know they got the, they got their top 10 what's it called the top 10 there you know oh, they the, get the, the late the, night top 10 the 10 commandments they have <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 So they have their Ten Commandments, uh, and then they have their seven deadly sins, right? We swap them, and we're just like, our tenets of faith are like, hey, did you get your wrath out today? Did you, (laughs) did you get, you know, did you lust for something that you needed? Like, you could easily turn all of these, it's like, if you don't, you'll just turn into an animal because you're, you're ignoring what it is to be human. And it's like, how much, how much, how envious were you of those people that had more than you? And you're like, so envious. It's like, good, good. Use it. Acknowledge it. Let that guide you. You know, you could easily turn the seven deadly sins into a, into a religious, religious experience. And we will in the cult of Sinbot 5000. Yep. Buy our book. (laughs) Do you want to feel. I don't know something other than empty or sad. Hey, do you do you think you're a glutton? Well, <laughs> feel bad about being a glutton no more, because now it's encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> Every Has this day. Ever happened to you? Has this ever happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of being told that my gluttonous ways are evil. 
<laughs> He's like, have we got the group for you? Hey, have you ever done nothing and felt bad about it? Well, you shouldn't feel bad because of sloth. I feel like sloth and gluttony are really going to like at, at the beginning, we're probably going to get some hot, hot, you know, skinny, skinny Jack dudes and some, some real, you know, cool. Jack cool yeah. Like the skinny Jack dudes, like, like uh, Brad Pitt and Ed Norton and fight club, you know, they're like skinny, but they're jacked. Right. We'll get a bunch of wrath out. All they wanted, they were yeah. just in it for the wrath. Yeah. And then they, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, we, we get them to glutton out with all of us and right they, they start but like really this is the problem it's like uh, we're gonna start off with like some big titty goth girlfriend types and we're gonna have like the skinny jacked you know dudes showing up and it's gonna be very sexy for a while but then sloth and gluttony are really gonna tank the attractive <laughs> level of the whole cult so we really gotta put we gotta put these in order so that like we can remain a sex cult for as long as possible well, they, listen, they say cleanliness like, is next to godliness so there's no bathing there can't be any bathing <laughs> literally anything that anyone considers a quote-unquote good thing to do that's out like it would be like nice we'll be... if you cut your toenails from now on again against the rules yeah, no deal. You're gonna scratch someone's thigh later. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna start, adver- start advertising for this this cult and be like, "All right, we're we're looking for people who are embodied the seven deadly sins. We already got a good amount of gluttony <laughs> and sloth. We uh, could really use a little bit more envy, a uh, little bit more pride, a lot more lust. We, yeah, we really need a lot, a lot more, more lust. lust. When we first put this you know pen to paper we are expecting a lot more lust <laughs> it has not come to fruition save so, our sex cult yeah. with your ass if you have any you know newly divorced neighbors or anything that feel a little lusty <laughs> you can really use them <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard about like religions that just sort of they they the tenets of the faith make those religions uh die out like the shakers they they're like we don't right, reproduce yeah. and then so there's no more shakers around i think the reason i think you've hit upon the reason i think this is like a drake equation style reason for why <laughs> real satanists don't exist is because i don't think you can manage <laughs> no. I do not think you can organize no. a group of these people long enough and have it become anything. No, you know what you need to do is you need to have phases. You need to have cohorts. So you start in the hot, lusty, you know, aggressive, wrathful stage, right? And you're you got all your your hard body kids, right? And they're in one cohort, and that's like a general like same age group. And then eventually they're going to remember that oh yeah, we need to glut every we need to glutton out every day, and we also need to however long it takes to be slothful. You know, if it's eight hours to sleep at night, you need to be doing eight hours a day. So it's like you're going to fucking you're going to get into that place where eventually that cohort is going to fall, and they're going to have to like commit most of their sins to gluttony to sloth right and then their bodies are gonna become soft and weak and then you're gonna have to yeah and then they'll envy the young yes and then you can they can fixate on envy right and that's good but uh yeah that's (laughs) i think that's what you need to do with that is you have cohorts so the young (laughs) yeah the young big titty goth girlfriend could bang the brad pitt type or the uh you know what i would go ed norton in um, 
American History X over Ed Norton in Fight Club. I think he's a, a more attractive man in American History X. Oh, I'm an Italian job Norton fan myself. <laughs> Is that the one where he's acting impaired? No, that's oh, not man. that one. Italian job is just driving around cars, Pat. Not the oh, one man. where he's acting impaired. But you, you know, if that makes what's the one where he's more, acting impaired? What is that one? Uh, it's got De Niro in it. It's got um, it's got uh, who's the guy? Marlon Brando. Jesus, uh, I don't. Uh, Godfather. Oh God. Yeah, it was in, it's Godfather. Yeah, it's Godfather Two, the one where yeah. they they steal something from a, a art gallery vault by using water and explosives. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember, but I, I remember uh, him acting that way. I don't remember what movie that was though. The score. It's called the score. Yes. What? What did he act impaired in that movie? Yeah. The score? No. Yes. The score. He Did was it? yeah, he no, acted I, like he, I've seen that movie. I don't remember that. Ed Norton's but. character was the man on the inside. He was like a um his whole shtick was that he was like a janitor that people liked, but uh he was actually in real life, like the actual character was like total shit bag. But he oh. had like he had a walk that he had to do a special walk, and he also like <laughs> he also had a weird talk that he did. Um, it was, was I remember grift. Yeah. Yeah. He acted impaired. Yeah. And then, uh, then at the end, yeah, dude, I remember loving that movie as a child, but I wonder if it would hold up because nobody talks about the score anymore. But I remember thinking like when I watched it, I was like, I remember thinking like, this is a classic. I'm watching a classic in real time. And then fucking the whole world forgot about it. Yeah, well, I I, um, I believe uh, Angela Bassett isn't that one too, right? I feel like that's a thing I remember. Um, I don't, but like, yeah, I don't remember it, but I remember the poster for it. Yeah, that's what I remember. So, uh, what do we got this week, guys? So, oh yeah, one thing we do have is we have ourselves a big announcement. Um, so we're at episode fifteen now, and. I think we're all uh, excited about the future of the show, but we also are at a point where we need to take a little bit of a break. Isn't that right, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're thinking of doing things in seasons. I'm so this would be Listen, I'm the, the finale of season one. We're not thinking about anything. This isn't a season. This is a, this is a fury trap. This is a, uh, this is a listen. Listen. We've been putting out, we've been cranking out hot <laughs> hits for months now. For months. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. We're, we're waiting. We're one on sixth the, of the way to Smash Mouth. The barrage of, of, of money. We're waiting on the, <laughs> the, 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 the coins, Deluge. the rolls of coins that we need to hoist our Rihanna umbrellas up and protect ourselves from, from the world against. Yeah. We're waiting for the big score. Yeah. The dry season <laughs> is done, people. It's time for the rainy season. You know what I mean? <laughs> Collect those dividend checks. Collect those oh, yeah. checks. Yeah. Well, what we want to say is that we are going to take a little bit of a break, though. That's what we're trying to say here. Um, we have some uh, some big life events going on. And uh, me, I just going to take a couple vacations. Um, 
I don't know what Pat's going to do, but we're going to. I'm going to do this couple- by myself. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm not yeah. going to record. I don't have any recording equipment. Um, you guys will be absent, but I mean, you got, you know how like you kind of, you know, shadow box sometimes, or maybe you'd tell you, you, you get up in front of a mirror and give us an important speech. I'm just going to do that when you guys are gone. So I'm just going to keep having these conversations and, uh, we won't record them, but man, when you guys come back, you're gonna be like, man, Pat hasn't lost it. He's still got, he laughs like an idiot very well. You guys are going to be yeah. so excited when you come back. Keep sharpening those tools, Pat. Oh yeah. We don't want you to get rusty. <laughs> um, but we're going to take a, what, a couple months off? We'll see how amount of time. We, we, yeah, we, we'll we see got, how it we, goes. we have some projects going on in the interim. So you'll you'll see yeah. you'll see smatterings. So keep keep subscribed. Yeah. Keep getting ready for your smatterings. Keep taking yeah. those smatterings and, you know, opening your mouth for them for a nice cupcake. A nice cupcake yeah. of of I don't know. What what what's the flavor? What's the flavor that we're putting out here? Cinnamon? But, is it buttercream? No, it's, it's buttercream. Butter yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. The best. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the one the lowest hanging fruit of the cupcake flavors. You think so? I yeah. would take buttercream over just regular frosting any day. Well, no, I'm saying it's something that like everyone likes. So that's yeah, what yeah, we want to yeah. put out because those are the hits. What about cream cheese frosting? You like cream cheese frosting. Yeah, but I mean, it's tougher to find, isn't it? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's why is it tougher to find? Frosting. Cream cheese-based frosting is just yeah. it's better. It's just clearly better. And it's weird to me that people are just don't, don't put it on everything. Like, why would you... If you have a choice to choose cream cheese frosting or just regular frosting, or what Alfredo are you guys doing? Sauce. What are you picking? <laughs> These noodles are cooked to perfection. Al dente. I love it. The garlic, amazing. You you shaved it so thin, it, it nearly dissolved in the, in the frying pan. But um, the one strange part of the dish <laughs> is that I noticed you replaced the Alfredo sauce with cream cheese frosting. Like, yeah, I like that. It's the best frosting. Here at Chez du Paris, we do things a little differently. Poorly. Poorly, yes. We do things a little poorly. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, so uh, thinking about this break we got coming up, it made me think about uh, things that we may have on our bucket list. You guys got anything on your bucket list that you're uh, you're oh. trying to get done before you you kick the metaphorical bucket? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I'll, while you're thinking about it, I did also just learn that that phrase "bucket list." It's a pretty new phrase. It actually started with the movie Bucket List. Isn't that weird? That, that is, is not weird. true. That is not true. What? Yeah. It, it did not exist before the movie, but the Bucket List, from what I hear, from what I've read. I did research this. Wow. So, yeah. And that's the, the movie's only about 10 years old, and it's, uh, that's when it entered the lexicon was, was uh, with that movie. So, fun fact. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I'm into that shit. That's cool. Because normally, you, you know, bucket list has a fr- it, the way it sounds. It sounds like it came around at the same time as like you couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Like it sounds like it's like down on the farm colloquialisms from like the turn of the century, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it doesn't sound like it's contemporary at all. That's cool as uh, shit. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, Nate, are you, you, you Googling this, Nate? Trying to 
Try to see if it's right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I was, and then I, I you know, <laughs> kind of grew tired of it. It's weird having you all on video because I can't just zone off and play. <laughs> I have to like keep on looking. Yeah. It is funny because I definitely like like it when the light comes on, like when I'm making like a weird sentence, and when you see where I'm going with it, I do like seeing the like light turn on in your eyes, and then being like, "Got him! He's there! Fucking yeah, <laughs> he's there! Yeah. He's alive! He's still with us!" Yeah, um, yeah. So, you guys, uh, you guys got anything that comes to mind of like? What's this thing you're gonna try and do? What's and it could be a thing that you know you're never gonna do, but if you had the chance, you would really put forth the effort to go and try and do it. You know, I haven't accomplished much, but I don't have a huge bucket list. And I think I can only attribute that to just, you know, being kind of dumb and not very worldly. Like I just don't plan. Okay. Um, but I would really like to go see the Coliseum. I think I think the Coliseum in Rome. I'm just super into mm. that shit. I, th- I would really enjoy that. Would yeah. you like to fight a beast inside of it? I think that would be awful. So no, you wouldn't want to master this beast. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I think I'm too old to be mastering beasts at this moment. Yeah, you're not but, much uh, of a ma- master beaster anymore. <laughs> I used to master beasts daily, but uh, I've really slowed down on how much I I master beasts now. But uh, Nate, you. Love Beastmaster. Well, I I shouldn't say that I love Beastmaster, but I love the concept of Beastmaster. So between Hercules, Xena, and Beastmaster, like any normal person, I'm I'm a Xena person. But between Hercules and Beastmaster, (laughs) obviously Beastmaster wins. You're a Beastmaster fan. I'm a Beastmaster fan. Do you know why? 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 Beastmaster is a harder show to watch. (laughs) <laughs> but I have, I have fa- now I have family ties to the show Beastmaster. Yeah. I have been, what? Uh, you know, through family, not like actually, but like. like my second cousin is the Beastmaster. Yeah, no, my second that's... cousin was the Black Tiger. <laughs> my what, uh... second cousin had the courage of the eagle. <laughs> okay, so for our listeners. Give us a rundown of what Beastmaster is. All right. So Beastmaster. For our listeners, I definitely know what it is, but I want to hear you say <laughs> Beastmaster it. Beastmaster is a 1980-something movie about a some hulked-up dude who controls beasts <laughs> and wears a loincloth. It's pretty much Conan the Barbarian, except like there's like you know black tigers and eagles and stuff. And um, then there's also a of- TV show. And so there, everyone knows the TV shows Hercules, the legendary journey starring um, Kevin, Kevin Sorbo. Sorbo. <laughs> you know, the, it sounds like a good good flavor of, of ice cream for some kind of hardcore right-wing alternative to Ben and Jerry's. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then uh, you know, we can have... I noticed that you, you love all of his tweets. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, if you go on Twitter, you just see me die just... Un, I don't even read them anymore. I just love <laughs> Kevin Sorbo's tweets. Very I, cool. I do admit, though, that I, growing up, I watched a crap ton of Hercules with Kevin Sorbo. Oh, yeah. And I, and I do feel like it is uh, a hurting my childhood, uh, you know, where, him, where he is and where I am in our, in our respective lives. 
Yeah, I don't think it's like, I don't think Kevin Sorbo and I would be friends. No, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you'd get along. I think we would have been well friends with... back when he was when he was Hercules. I think we would have been tremendous friends. Thickest thieves, the two of us. But yeah. I don't think we would be friends now. You'd have been that regular guy that can do like cartwheels or whatever. Uh, I forget that guy's <laughs> name. But he's got like that like sidekick that can just kind of like do flips and shit. Mm. Yeah, it's I don't know what you're talking about. So in all of these shows, there's beefy main character and less yeah, yeah. beefy sidekick. So mm-hmm. Xena has her Gabrielle. Hercules yep. has his cartwheel guy, and then the beefy Beastmaster is Dar, the Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty much the exact same thing. It's it's um, scantily clad, uh, super rippled people running around on syndicated television in a Sunday afternoon. And it's like kind of like sad to watch because it's not good. (laughs) Dude, what do you think it's like to work on those shows? Because they have to know it's pure drivel. They have to know. And then they just have to be like, well, I don't want to think about that. Time to do some more pull-ups. Time to do some more push-ups. Take a little more PEDs. Yeah, do you think it would be a major scandal if it turned out that Dar the Beastmaster was... You know, juicing. No, I think that's how I think that's how Hollywood gets so yoked. They all juice. It's all yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's like there's no there's no like it's not like sporting events where like there's like a over like there's like a committee that has to do that stuff. It's just like it's like yeah, get as ripped as you can get because we want to make ten million dollars. But why are we so mad that sporting athletes do that? But the people that we so the people that we pay the most for their feats of strength, we don't allow PEDs. But right. for the people that <laughs> we just um, really have in positions to make most of us just feel genuinely bad about ourselves, like the stars <laughs> of yeah. Beastmaster, we're like, go ahead, yeah. juice up, juice up, big yeah. champ, go ride a yeah. go ride a tiger. You think it? You think it's because uh, all of the you know historic icons of the sport they didn't have the access to these. Uh, these PEDs, so like, oh, it's not fair. If we had access to them back then, we would have done them all, and all of our records would be, would be, you know, still holding. You know, <sighs> Babe Ruth on steroids. Think about how many dingers that guy would have. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do think that there is there is something to be said about like history, but like, you know, you can't compare old stuff like even without like the ncaa has worked really hard to try to make sure that like college sports are not like just like run amok with like performance enhancing drugs but just by the nature of the sport and like like if you look at like old scores of football to like current scores of football now the game's completely different you know what i mean it's just like you can you can find like box scores for football so far back that they didn't fucking have the forward pass. You know what I mean? Like the game is a different game. So like, I do understand that concept of like comparing history, but like, man, it's changing so much without the drugs. You know, I mean, who cares specifically professional sports? Like there's one thing to say like, okay, this is college these kids shouldn't be ruining their bodies. But like, as soon as it's like, yeah, we gave that guy $5 million to be the best QB in the world. It's like, yeah, if I'm getting paid $5 million a year, you can bet that I'm going to try to stay doing that as long and be successful as I can, as long as I can. So it's like, yeah, like what wouldn't be on the table if that were the case? 
do you think that Adam West would be yoked out on steroids if if it were available to him in the 1960s? Do you think he'd be, that like, would be you know, really dude, abbed up under there? Imagine if, this would be a funny idea. Baby oil on Burt Ward. Like imagine like the Christopher Cesar Nolan Romero. Batman universe inside of the so just aesthetics so it's just what people look like but yeah, like yeah. the the writing is exactly the same do the Christopher Nolan Batman universe inside the 60s like TV show camp like everything's the same so like uh, Christian Bale's still, just jacked as shit onomatopoeia though is still showing on screen we're still yes. getting a lot of uh, powers yeah. and bangs yeah, okay. but visually they just look like the Joker's like a scary ass Heath Ledger, like ah, ah. and then like you know, it's not Adam West; it's just a yoked fucking. Uh, Pat, do yeah. your Joker impression again. That was me trying to. That was me trying to visualize that I was licking my lips. That's oh god, I, I thought you were just eating an old ah. tomato. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I thought know. you were confusing the Joker and the Penguin. <laughs> No, I that I mean, first off, I didn't know I was going to be coming into this trying to do a, a Joker impression, but uh, always yeah. be ready. <laughs> no, I'm not an impressionist. I'm oh, impressionist. Nice. We should use that phrase more often. Um, okay, well, Pat wants to go to the uh, Coliseum. That that's a pretty good one. I think that's really interesting. Not one I would have guessed for you. Really? Yeah. What would you have thought my one of my bucket list items would be? Just just venture one that you thought would make sense for me. Um going to the Super Bowl. Just going to it? Just watching a Super Bowl? Sure. The first thing I thought of was going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. I, I yeah, that would be fun. I, I would need to if I want to. If the point of this was to me, me for me to guess what I thought your bucket list item was, I need to put more th- thought into it because I'd have to get into your psyche and you know yeah. think of myself as Pat. What would what would I do right now if I had all the resources in the world? But that's a good one though. I like that. I did. I, that was unexpected. Yeah. Nate, you got any uh, any bucket list I things? I have lots of them. Yeah. So my first one when I turn forty. I want to do 10 well, sets well, of well. squats at 400 pounds and then 40 <laughs> sets of squats at 100 pounds or 40 reps of squats at 100 pounds. And then I want to rip a phone book in half. <laughs> it's something that's, you know, it sounds impressive, but it's like kind of doable. You know, if yeah. I wait between <laughs> them, especially, and and then I'll be able to rip a phone book in half. And then people will be like, wow, pounds what a top notch 40 year old. <laughs> So, so that there's that, and then um, as I've been uh, I've been been stating a lot, I want um, I want to have a situation where I, I have like a future a future child, and I'm at, I'm in a town where I don't live, and um, we walk. They're they're ten years old, and they they start. I'm like, hey, you're gonna act a little bratty in this story. You have my permission, and here's what we're gonna do. And I'm gonna explain to them at the outset because we're both in on it. We're in on the grift. Yeah, and this is like a, we're gonna. This go is like your own version of the score. No, <laughs> it's my own version. You're of a the couple sting. of matchstick, matchstick men. We're matchstick men, exactly. We are matchstick men, Pat. We're not. We're not that filthy Edward Norton from that movie. We have standards. 
So here's what we do. <laughs> we go into the store. And they start to act bratty. Maybe they're like, ah, Dad, I want some candy. And I say, no, we have candy at home, but we don't, you know. I'll say, no, we have uh, <laughs> chips at home, and they're like candy. Something like that. Do something you whisper where, this to onlookers? Something like, where people we, still think like, that. Yeah, you I, yell at your kid, like, we have candy at home. Then you turn sideways, and like, we don't. We don't have candy. <laughs> And it's then, a grift. We don't have any candy. And then go with it. Uh, <laughs> Wait, all these onlookers. Kid starts really pouting, and I'll uh, and I'll just be like, you know, buck up, Elron, and, uh, and and I'll <laughs> smack them on the arm lightly, you know, not to raise any alarm from anyone. With a copy of uh, the, the 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 Scientology uh, classic uh, Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> And I'll, I'll smack it with them. And then they'll be like, I'm sorry, Dad. My thetans were just they were just out of control. And I'll be like, I know, son. Sometimes my thetans get out of control. And then I try to, you know, ask the, the clerk behind the store if, if we both can get some, some candy bars because our, our thetans are just running wild. <laughs> and um, I think it could work. Yeah. You'll well. You'll weird out a bunch of people, no doubt. Yeah, and that's the goal: is to like work with your daughter or son and uh, weird out some strangers. Just want to weird out some strangers. You've been weirding out strangers for as long as I've known you. Yeah, but this time and, I want to do it deliberately. Yeah, but well, as I'm saying, <laughs> it's like it's a time and tested tradition, you know, in the old nasty Nathan Sharp family so you might as well pass it on and make it you know make it family time man i like this yeah, i like it's this a lot fa- it's wholesome family time and here's one the time best part. when i rip the phone oh, book in oh. half then uh I, I i i i give another phone book to a small child that's there preferably like someone else is just like two-year-old and i've already like communicated with that person they're a plant you know but it's someone that i don't know but you know we yeah. work things out and i'm like i'm gonna teach your two-year-old how to rip apart a mini baby phone book <laughs> arguably more difficult i'll give one to them and it'll rip it in half your 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 bucket list has a mini baby phone book in it well that's not part of the bucket list that's like sort of like a bonus bucket list that's more of like a a pale list beyond the pale beyond the pale oh gaffigan we could talk for days about him that's also just a phrase though come on Oh, I just thought that was you were just referencing his special. <laughs> no, it's something if something's beyond the pale, it's like bad. Mm. Well, maybe oh. bad's probably not the right word. Let me look at what that phrase means. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. Your bucket list is to grift with your with your uh kid. Yeah. That sounds fun. Matt's yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's, it um, means it's something's unacceptable. That was a happy mm. movie. It was for a while. Yeah. It had, well, I only yeah, saw it took the first a little part. turn. Oh, well, that was the happy part. Great movie. Max, <laughs> yeah. what's on your bucket list? What would you like to do uh, before, uh, you know, before uh, the untimely demise? Yeah. It's coming soon. Um, I, I definitely want to see SNL live. That's, that's, that's the big one, on. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that there's, you know, ways to do it where you, you know, camp out on the street. And I think those days are behind me. We'll see. Maybe when I'm like, you know, when the kids are out of, 
out of the house. And it's like, well, now I have this, uh, this weekend free. Maybe I'll just go to New York and camp out on the street for a cup for, for hours on end. And with only the chance of it working successfully. Oh, but, uh, here's what you do. Max. What? Turn this into a grift. You get your kids to camp out on the street for you. You can do this sooner rather than later. Or I get my kids to become famous. Oh. Or the richest person in the world. Oh! And then they can just buy their way onto SNL, which apparently works. Yeah. You yeah. can do that. Yeah. We should revisit our, our Elon Musk predictions, right? Because uh, this oh, is yeah. the first episode we're recording after the Elon Musk SNL episode. We did predict that there were going to be some sketches uh, about a perfume called Elon's Musk. Wait, there was? Uh, no, there was not. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> there no. was? The John uh, John Hans? <laughs> there, uh, we predicted one about space. There was kind of one about space. Uh, there was like a, uh, a ripoff of The Martian, but with Chad. You guys know Chad, right? Yeah. The character. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty good. Um, there was one with that. There was no Bond villain sketch. Um, yeah, he was Wario. What the fuck was that? Yeah, it was. Uh, that one was kind of strange. Um, and then uh, there was uh, Pat thought there was going to be one about Asperger's, but I, I don't know if that I don't know if that counts as a success, Pat, because he just he mentioned, mentioned it. it. Yeah, yeah that was, it wasn't a sketch though. He was he like, was- this, "I'm the first person to." Host SNL that has Asperger's. That's definitely not a sketch. That's the statement. No, it's Pat. not a sketch. But yeah, I but fucking then, talked about how they was good. I was like, yeah. look, they're going to talk about that shit. But he, but then he also said, well, at least the only one who will admit it. Right. Which, yeah. Okay. So that's a joke about Asperger's. A, that, yeah. that that's about him. Okay. We'll go. We'll say we went two for two and two. We went two for four. Yeah. I think we did pretty well. I'm surprised we didn't say anything about cryptocurrency because that seemed to be all he talked about. But yeah, that oh is well. weird. Oh well. Uh you guys collectively have any other bucket list things that you wanna wanna flesh out? Because you know, we gotta get it all out now. We don't ha- won't have another chance to do this for a little while. We this is sure my only has- time to establish what I wanna do before I die. Oh yeah. You're putting me on the spot like right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm surprised you didn't say like set up an inheritance for your, your kid or you know I thought uh, teach them the grift. Oh, the grift, of course. Yeah, yes. teach so, them how to grift. Yeah. It's a Matchbox Twenty type situation. <laughs> Matchbox Men Twenty. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Show a man a grift. He'll, uh, you know, exploit his kid for a day. Teach a man to grift. The real world will stop hassling him. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I don't know, Nate. What do you think? You think you got enough? I have nothing. I have nothing from this. I've yeah. we talked about a cult. Are you kidding me? We got a cult. Oh, we talked about a cult last time. Sabretooth Justice. Uh, we got we Sabretooth Justice. Sabretooth Justice. Great justice. We talked yeah. about, oh, first off, the cult one. We talked about how um, Satanists are not as cool as they sound. Satanists they are sound not way, as cool as they sound. They they're sound so cool when you hear it. And they're, now, they're nowhere near as cool as you think they are. So, like, the expectation of what a Satanist is is actually very different. I, I have a theory here. I have a, this is a hypothesis, if you will. Yeah. Number one, all of the, the Satanic panic in the 70s was right on. Because I really do believe that Dungeons and Dragons, or the 70s and 80s, 
Dungeons and Dragons definitely leads people into Satanism, hundred percent. But it just yeah. turns out that Satanism pretty much ends at Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's yeah, all it actually is. It's just being a nerd and being like, "Who cares? It's fine." Yeah, it's fine. Do as thou wilt. Roll yeah. the dice. You know, play play <laughs> some Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay. All right. I think Aleister Crowley got so pale. He was just in the garage with Rivers Cuomo, you know? Yeah. Huh. They were playing D&D, talking about how, you know, they wanted to be the kiss. So, Hell yeah. second part. Satanism, ergo, being so lame, that is a conspiracy on the part of big evangelical Christianity. To make being an evangelical Christian look way freaking cool by comparison. But nobody's saying like evangelicals look cool. People are just like, yeah, it's not cool. It's not fun, but it's right. Are you serious? They have like beer keg parties, you know, they hang out. What are Satanists doing? Saying spells that don't work? (laughs) Yeah, right. Evangelical, they they, they know what it's all about. Going to bed early. Ripping out some push-ups, succeeding, dominating the world. Yeah, not showing off their shoulders for some reason. Not showing their shoulders or their ankles. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be chased. They all want to be the – this is the thing. All the evangelicals, they watch Friday the 13th, and they all want to be the final girl. They think that they're going to have like a half hour more screen time if they just, you know – Refuse tied up to have fun, yeah, yeah. Who do the Satanists want to be? Do they want to be uh Freddy or in Friday the 13th? No, you know, well, the Satanists want Chucky, yeah. The Satanists want to be the bad guy, they want to be the big bad guy, they like the attention and the pageantry of like the the psycho killer concept and or the the evil monster thing. But you know what, they really are is they're the nerd that dies immediately to show you the stakes that you really don't know anything beyond his like what his get up. So it's like some nerdy dude that's just like, well, I'm, I'll make sure that the back door's locked. And then he just never comes back there. Mm. That's that's who they really are, is the nerd. Yeah, because the, the the, there's a, um, you know, there, there's a there's a morality to, to horror movies. So mm-hmm. you got to kill off the Satanist relatively early. There's, Only there's the chased will survive. Well, nobody wants to fucking follow the lame guy. You know what I mean? Like, no one wants to, like, follow around the guy that's like, oh, they should have, uh, you know, if they, they use some, like, saran wrap on these on these brochets, then it's going to be, yeah, there's nobody wants to do that shit. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's fine. Tell us more about saran wrapping brochets. <laughs> I don't I know what most about of this means. <laughs> I was trying to do a thing on baking. I'll cut this all out. It's fine. But yeah, the, you don't want a guy that's just like, a nerdy dude that's just like completely focused on the rules being like now 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 you can't triple stamp a double stamp can i talk about the rules for a second because this infuriates me so when i was first introduced to the concept of dungeons and dragons as a second grader i distinctly Mm -hmm. remember that it was just you one of your friends would come up with imaginary situations and you would talk your imaginary way out of them and that was the (laughs) thing That was all it was. It was nonsense. No rules. All of a sudden, Dungeons and Dragons has turned into slowly rolling the dice and progressing through 
goblins and rules and levels. And there's no Beastmasters. I can't just be a Beastmaster. Just homebrew, dog. a wizard dog. or a paladin or a warlock. No, I'm a Beastmaster. I have the courage of the eagle. <laughs> I'm a level seven. It's a good number, a holy number. I'm walking the divine path. The, yeah. The Beastmaster path. So... <laughs> So that's what this song's going to be about? It could be. <laughs> Seems like this is going to be a Beastmaster song. The finale of season it, one. And you know what? That's okay, because this this should be a gift that we're giving to Nate. We're giving Nate as much freedom as he wants with this song. You know, we talked... I That's actually why I made sure that we talked about Beastmaster, because I know you love Beastmaster, man, and I know I deep down in your heart, Master, but you, you got yourself Beastmaster? a Beastmaster song deep inside you, and it's just <laughs> rip-roaring to get out. I got it deep, and I've been, listen, I've, I've, I've hopped into, we've talked about what type of families we are. We're this family, we're that family. Well, listen, I'm married into a Beastmaster family, and so I'm a Beastmaster yeah. man. Beastmaster-in-law. Yeah. You're a good I'm man. Beastmaster-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> man one time when i was out shopping with my dad um this was as an adult we were picking up toys for my for my nieces and we were at like a uh we were at like a target in cleveland and we were trying to pick up these toys and um i didn't know that nerf had uh fucking like swords and axes now and they look fucking awesome like i would have loved oh, yeah. to have them as a kid they look sweet as shit and um so my dad is checking this one aisle. I was checking another aisle. I come back to him. I got nothing. And uh, he's he's standing looking near all these Nerf things, looking at all these different things. There's a woman that works for Target, like right next to him. And uh, I just walk up. And she, you know, we see each other. And the lady gives me space so I can come up. My dad's just standing there. And I'm standing there kind of looking next to him. And I pick up one of the swords, the Nerf swords. And then I smack my dad across the face with it. And I say, take that, stranger. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he grabbed an axe. And then we started wrestling. And we, like, hit the 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 the, uh, the aisle. And it was, like, sh- it, like, shook the whole thing. And the, the lady that was working there was just so afraid that, that, like, two giant men just started fighting in the aisle. And then, uh, then we just started laughing. We just started howling. And, uh, God, I love that. So, yeah, We're Not Strangers is sweet. But I really love the phrase, take that, stranger. Like, <laughs> what, a, what a descriptive phrase. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd love to, acquaintance. <laughs> so, yeah, you get, that's the kind of stuff you get to look forward to, you know, with your, with your children. Really good to look for it. I mean, I'm I'm disappointed that you didn't milk this into a larger grift. That there wasn't a uh, <laughs> you know there wasn't a but we beat the, at the end. We beat yeah, we beat the shit out of that old lady. <laughs> Just took the register and ran. <laughs> we saw her. She looked scared. We thought she was going to call the cops, so we just we pounced on her. We, we uh, grifted her. Yeah, we <laughs> the classic beat up an old woman grift, and then we just ran not far. We got bad knees. This would be the point in the movie where it freeze frames. It's like da 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 just a great concept for a movie. Someone that doesn't understand what a grift is, and they think that it's just 
You know, they think that it's just standard, like, it's just regular crime. And it's like, oh, I'm doing a great grift. Like, I'm doing a 75 I, and a 65. I think Fabulous. what we're talking about, though, is like an internet uh, thing where people just like, just walk up to people and like throw a bag of flour in their face. And they're just like, oh, oh gotcha. Oh. Antiquing, dude. Have you antiquing. ever been antiques? What is antiquing? No, what I just said, where you just smack someone with flour and then they, <laughs> they get all, they look like they're old and they look like they're an antique. Oh, I've been antiqued. You've been antiqued. I've been yeah. antiqued. Did yeah. you nerf them? Did you grift them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, if you fall asleep, I mean, it's the standard, you know, you fall asleep at a slumber party thing, you know, a sleepover thing. And uh, you just get hit in the face with a ball of, uh, of flour. It's uh, moderately My inconvenient. My friends always use baking soda. Really? No, they didn't. I was trying to think of something baking that was soda like, and vinegar? more cor- more more corrosive. Yeah, <laughs> they were all nerds. <laughs> they were really good at the science fair, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those That's videos great. are insane. Where people just do things that uh that that for the most part you would uh get. Have you ever seen the ones where people uh, they'll dress up in a Mortal Kombat costume and just come on into the elevator, looking like Sub Zero, <laughs> ready to fight people, and it just horrifies no. people? <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. I know it's not even part of a grift. It's like, oh look, there's the <laughs> camera. It's just amateurs doing candid camera and putting themselves into dangerous situations where you're liable to get like yeah. you know, roundhouse kicked in the face. There, you know. There's a lot of things like that where, you know, like even in Jackass, like I would watch that show and be like, oh, I don't like how mean they're being to like strangers. Like one of the bits that they did on Jackass was like they were riding a bike with a fake baby in the back. And then they <laughs> yeah. would like then they would like just like wipe out. And then the joke was that strangers cared about a baby's well-being. Like, because yeah. there wasn't a time where people, like, people just would, like, rush and be like, oh, my God, is that baby okay? Like, that's was like, what a fucking idiot. These people, <laughs> <laughs> these people care about a baby? Two I, fucking I did like the ones where the guy would put the, the baby carrier on top of the car and then drive away. I don't know. Those were the same vein, same joke. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. In, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, those people are just being nice. Yeah. Why are we laughing at them for like having a conscience? It's like the villain in the in the uh, the. It's the villain in the in the, in the uh, animal movies. Just a rational adult. Like we're like the butt of the joke, and they're just like they care. They're just good people. That's not bad. That's uh, that's not good. That's not what yeah. That's why I like except, except wild boys a lot. I like Wild Boys because there's no like they're the victims of their own like mm. you know stupid decisions. Yeah, so I like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, Nate. What do you think? You think you got enough stuff here? I, I know it's not much, but I think you've I've made got... more songs out of less. Yeah, I think I think I've got, I think I've got plenty to work with here. I don't know how this is going to go, but we'll we'll take a look, Ski, and we'll see. <laughs> All right, we'll you give can, you. Uh... You could oh, write a song know. about Saran wrapping the bruchettes. That way I couldn't. That way I couldn't cut it out. I'm not a hundred percent convinced <laughs> that I know what a bruchette is. Or I don't think a bruchette's a, a real thing. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I think I just said fake words. I, I grasped for for I grasped for something. Pat D and D, and again saying fake words. 
So bruschetta is a thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think bruschette is a thing. <laughs> yeah. No, it no, is no. now. It's, it's in the lexicon now. Uh, Pat, how much time should we give Nate in this song? Eight minutes? How much, oh, how much? How long can the song be? No, how much time should we get him? give him to write this song? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's give him five to ten minutes. Okay. All right, Nate. I'm setting a timer. And go. All right. Well, we will talk to everyone in about five to ten minutes uh, after this. Getting to watch you eat this tepid tuna salad is pretty awesome. Right, you ever done hot tuna salad? It's fucking disgusting. Ugh. Like a casserole? Like a tuna yeah. casserole? But it's, just, it's the same ingredients, but you put it under the uh, broiler for 20 minutes. You right. broil something for 20 minutes? Are you insane? <laughs> That's nasty. You can't be <laughs> fucking like Christ, that. Pat. Do you even know how to cook? <laughs> oh, my God. This is another example of me making up shit on the fly. Yeah, like I, the, I smoke. Uh, I smoke this brisket at three seventy five <laughs> for four hours. That's how Shut you do up, it. Pat. You gotta. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta saran wrap the bidets. You're greased and you're ready. They've always called you a machine. You're hellscape to face. You'll never know. What they mean. And we're back. Guys, I just took like 48 ounces of uh, Diet Coke and I, I chugged it down. I'm excited. More excited than the first part because I want to hear this song. What did we talk about? I got Bucket List. I got Griffs. I got D&D. I got Satanists. Sabretooth Justice. Pat, what else did I miss? Uh, plastic wrapping bidets or beignets or Brochets. whatever I said. Bro- yeah, Ram Ram Bam Rochers. Um, what else did we have? We had Vocal uh, Fry, Chomsky, Rihanna. Yeah, we're not smart enough to know who Noam Chomsky is or what he is is professing. We just know that smart people like him. Um, we got every evangelical is doing their best to be the last girl in a thing. We had a cult. We talked about the uh, tenets of our cult, right? So we said that we were going to do, uh, instead of fixating on the Ten Commandments, we were going to focus our uh, <laughs> our religion on the uh, seven deadly sins. So, and I think we've only mentioned six. I'm not going to. I didn't count, but I don't think we've got them all out there. No, I think, I think a, we got them all at some point or another. Uh, maybe I wrote them. I wrote them down here. I can just say them all real fast. Envy, sloth, greed, wrath, gluttony, pride, lust. There we go. You got them all. You got to have pride <laughs> in that. You got to take pride. Uh, yep, and being able to read seven words. Somewhat rapidly. Well, we all know I hate reading, so no deal. No thanks. Yeah. Readings are squares. Yeah. Mm. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, we talked about bucket list stuff? Yep. Yep. A little bit of that. Um, Pat, what do you think the song's going to be about? I'm really hoping that this is a, this is a tour de force of, of, of rock, prog rock, Satanism. That's what I'm guessing. Like the real Satan, 
You know, not like this fucking nerdcore shit. We're talking like fucking the seven deadly sins for real. Not some fucking I I like I think nothing matters, and I and I like to follow my impulses and feel good, like some fucking nihilistic hedonist. It's like get out of here. Everybody wants to do those things. That's how everybody feels. Nihilists think they're so special. Nothing matters. Shut up. I think if you gave a Mormon one cool day to do whatever they want and feel good. They would. It's like the Ab- Amish Rumspringa thing. Like they go harder yeah. than the Amish Satanists Springa. ever could. You know? Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. The repressed people do the weirdest shit. They go harder than that ever. So yeah, no. In my research, yeah. I've noticed the repressed people do the hardest stuff. I almost doubled down and said that this was going to be another heavy maraca-based song, um, but I, I think that's a wild card. I think that's a long shot. So. I'll hold off on that. I'm going to yeah. say zero maracas. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be um, about getting jacked. Nate's talked a couple times about having goals to you know, complete when he turns 40, ripping phone books, a bunch of squats. Yeah. I think he's going to channel his inner bucket list and talk about that for some reason. I like how he said like 400, he wants to squat 400 pounds. Like 400 pounds is a lot to squat. That's an entirely manageable amount to squat. Even yeah, at it's a, a even manageable at amount. That's what makes it great. It <laughs> sounds good, but it's manageable. <laughs> it's just, like I can do that now. It's fine. It's manageable. I was, oh man. Okay. I'm just saying <laughs> it just doesn't seem like, like, Whatever. If you didn't know anything about lifting weights, I'm not a maybe 300 be- pound man, Pat. I don't have the power. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a ganky, gangly man. I haven't squatted since college. What I was born to be you? a beanpole. Anything if, is, it, a, dude, is a success. I'm never going to. If, if, if ever in my life again, after having to go through college foot, I don't think I'm ever going to squat again if I don't have to. It's like there has to be some serious stakes before like someone's like, Pat, get under that squat bar and lift that weight. I'd be like, I don't know. Like your family might die. But like how many of them? Like I, I need some serious stakes before I squat again. We left your dog in a hot car and it won't unlock until you do a squat. I was like, I'll just break the door open. I'll be, I'll be fine. Nope, I don't, you just, don't know where the car is. Oh, I'll just keep breaking car doors open until I find them. It's on, it's on the roof of this. Oh, crap. I told you where it is. <laughs> And I'll be like, I gotta go upstairs. Uh, All right, I'll squat. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, all right. Uh, any styles of music you think this is? Um, let's think. Uh, he said Man of War. I don't know if I, I've never listened to Man of War. I've been, I'm really put off by their uh, pet <laughs> suck. By, by the imagery of their of their album covers. It's just like, I mean, it's it's just like. It's almost a fantasy novel that's a porn. Like, that's what all their covers look like. So, I just, I, I assume it's going to sound like that, but I've never heard them. So, I'm just going to say, Man of War. Uh, I think it's going to be a piano song. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you keep going with these, uh, these really safe bets. <laughs> I... I don't know what to think, uh, but I'm, I'm thinking there'd be some piano, maybe a robot, robot talking. Uh, um, uh, what else? Uh, zero maracas. Zero maracas. Zero heavy um, metal. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> but I hope, I hope it's a, an experimental track like fantastic bird boy. Um, I hope he strains his voice. I really, I hope that he sings from his balls. You know what I'm talking about? Deep in the core. Yeah. Like really gets it out of him. Emotes. Makes me yeah. awaken something in me. All right. Nate, you ready to burst some blood vessels? I'm ready to burst some blood vessels. <laughs> I'll, I'll plug you into this thing. Let me know if you don't hear it. Use hand signals because I won't Say be the name of the song. Or maybe I will. Too. I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the name of the song? The name of this song is, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Real Life Beastmaster. <laughs> we didn't talk about Beastmaster. Fuck. Uh, almost had it. Oh my god, I'm like a level 7 Beastmaster. This is no roleplay. No dragon heart crap. This is the real world. And the zoo's my dungeon map. I'm a real life Beastmaster. At exhibits casting spells commanding all the animals brought by Satan set from hell Tiger, abs like a washboard, man meat to desire. To be a master of the beasts, I'll need a little boost. Just a little pick me up, just a little juice. Beastmaster workout, swinging from the trees. Hot man in the jungle, lifting at the knees. Beastmaster workout, strong pecs and trunk. Hot man in the jungle, loin cloth Just cruise around. Let's go to the bars. Let's get into fights. We're syndicated for Sundays, but for now it's Friday night. Beastmaster workout. With my ferrets, I'm not alone. And never underestimate the allure of shiny stones. Beastmaster workout And my chops are like a knife And it feels so freaking good To be doing it in real life Beastmaster 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 
master of beasts. Master of beasts. Yes. 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 yes, Yes. Oh, man. I knew I was excited for a reason, and this is why. Because, Nate, you've done it. You've tapped into my my middle school and high school psyche, and you made a damn Tenacious D song. Yeah. We've been waiting for it for a while. Oh. We've all been thinking it. We've all been thinking it. We've all been wondering when will we, you know, we can't push him off. You can't push him out of the nest on it. You know, you can't do it. We can't push him. He's got to jump out of the nest himself, right? If he really wants to fly, and I think this is a good way to go down. This is smart. I liked this. It was funny. It was engaging. It was catchy. You had some samples in there. It was a little grungy. You had some falsetto. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. This fits so well with uh, what what would be an episode of like the Tenacious D show where, you know, they, they have a, a little aside for three or four minutes to do a song about, about a character and the Beastmaster is a character. He's the guy at the bar that gets in fights maybe. And what's <laughs> his backstory? I'm the Beastmaster. And, and we just go into that and like, Oh, that's, that's great. I don't think we really needed all that backstory, but <laughs> here we are. Yeah. And they never talked to him again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just pass him. Yeah, it's a song that that Jack Black wrote 15 years before this. Uh, they were filming this, and he's like, "Guys, I, I have a song that we could use here, but it doesn't have to do anything for the plot." Jack, I don't care. Yeah, I'm eccentric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need your own version of a comedy yeha. You need your own Shimona. You know, I think. You know, as we come to the conclusion of episode fifth or episode fifteen, the finale of season one, I think I think if we can come away with something that uh, is, you know, maybe even just as we move forward, give that a thought. You need your own version of a Shimona, you know. Give that give give some thought. You know, yeah. it's it's like your own stamp in those songs. Unless you can think of one right now. I mean, well, there there's uh, Shimobar. Mobar, Mobar, Mobar. Perfect. That's oh, good. That's <laughs> Mobar. Okay, I like Shimobar. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else do you like about this song, Pat? You know what? This is a really specific thing, and I'm going to ask you if you meant to do this on purpose. There was a moment there where the pianos uh, started to crescendo, and I thought that we had a, uh, a, a like a Layla ending. You know, Eric Clapton's Layla. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a long, extended piano outro ending. And then you just cut it and went right back to it. I thought that was hilarious. Did you mean to do that? Uh, that was, so I, I, I mixed this up, you know, like, like I was like, oh, let me run it through to the, to the other recorder and mix it on the faders, you know? So I was like, oh, yeah. okay, let me, um, let me fade these down. And then on, uh, on one of the vocal tracks, it accidentally said, hit it. So I was like, ooh, and then you got to turn it up when the, the guy says hit it. You got to, huh. <laughs> I liked it. That was good. The, yeah, uh, I, go ahead. I was going to say that I, uh, I, I was envisioning, you know, again, my mind was just thinking about Tenacious D. And that was the part where, you know, it, you learn more about the, the Beastmaster character. You know, that's what I thought the, the outro was going to be like. Uh, you know, he goes into his cave and then there's his wife and kids and they're, they're bugging him. And honey, I'm just trying to, live my life as a beast master why are you trying to why are you trying to keep me in this cave and but uh I've, you know then he kicked back into it yeah i um 
I, I could see um, some of our, you know, our Synodyne or Sinbot 5000 cultists singing a choir to the, uh, I, I don't know if that you can call it a chorus, but there's some, there's a few, there's a few breakdowns where you're, you're doing a choral version of uh, Beastmaster. And um, <laughs> I, I got to listen to those again. Those seemed, uh, those perked me up and I listened more, but I don't know how much I enjoyed the progression, but I, I got to hear it again. But I could see, this is the thing is it is funny. Is it, it is funny. And if it paired with some visuals, like imagine some uh, cult of Sinbot 5,000 guys dressed in red and black in hoods going, you think I could see that working. I yeah. can see that being funny. Uh, any lyrics that you like that? Uh, you talked about juicing. I like that. You, you know, we talked about PD, PEDs. That's good. Um, we uh, you also talked about mastering beasts. There was a there was a far too long of a stretch of uh, jokes um, that I did on mastering beasts. So I'm glad you you threw that in there. Um, you also talked about D and D. I like that. Uh, yeah. That's anything anything that I'm I'm missing there, Max. I like the line "man meat to desire." I wrote that one down. Yep. We talked, yeah, and we also talked about how jacked he is. You know, the yeah. the, the beefy dude with his. The only thing we didn't get was the less beefy counterpart. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's just doing fucking cartwheels. Yeah, the, the Gabrielle <laughs> to his Xena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh wait, is Kevin Sorbo going to be this this iteration of the Beastmaster? Are we going to try and target that audience? Yeah, I think so. I mean, who's more popular than Kevin Sorbo at this moment? Right, a failed uh, actor with Dean very Kane. extreme <laughs> political views. Nate, you've always liked that guy, right? I'm a ch- listen, listen. <laughs> when when I so I used to watch both Hercules, but not more importantly, the New Adventures of Superman, Lois and Clark, starring Dean Kane. And to hear that both of them have gone a little off their rocker in their later years has been um, not really devastating because. Honestly, I really didn't care that much, but um, uh, hilarious, man. Uh, talk about a fucking letdown. That show, I forgot about Lois and Clark. What a fucking yeah, awful everyone, show. America loved that show. That show was so popular. We yeah, loved and it. it's stupid as shit because it's like, oh, we have the str- we have a man that's indestructible. He's fucking. He can fly as fast. He can. He's he's got all the superpowers, and then we just have a rom com. Like it's just fucking awful. Hmm. It's like campy and shitty, and what's her name's yeah. hot as hell though. Who's the who's the actress? You're talking about Terry Hatcher. Well, I was more of an no. early edition man, which had a guy that looked a lot like <laughs> Dean Kane, but it was Kyle Dean Chandler. Kane. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a guy who uh, he he pops up all the time, and he looks the exact same as he did uh, back then. I mean, he was in that show Bloodline. He was in Friday Night Lights. Um, what did I just see him? Oh, I watched that uh, King Kong movie. He's in that. Looks the exact same. Hey, is oh. he the kid of the guy in Jackie Brown, the old guy? Or am oh, I thinking of someone oh. else? Are you talking about Harvey Keitel? No, 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 no. The the uh, he plays Max Cherry. Um, he just passed away. He's in uh, Breaking Bad. He's the um the guy that you go to to get your you know to move forever. Yeah, and he's inexplicably um, attractive in Jackie Brown. But he's like, it's like, why does why why does she find him attractive? 
Yeah. Oh crap. What's that guy's name? I got to look it up because he's one of my, it's uh, Robert. Well, that's uh, all right. Uh, the, you know, we'll I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. it. From yeah, we can. I can cut this up. Rabid It'll make old it sound guy like found Jackie it. Brown fans. It's Robert Robert Forster. He just passed away last year. He's a he's a great actor. So he's not the dad of the Dean Kane lookalike from. Uh, no. Okay. Well, there you go. Right. More importantly, going back to Beastmaster. <laughs> I really want to watch. So I've been watching uh, promos. You can find on YouTube just the promos for the beginning of Beastmaster. And here's the thing. When you watch the promos for the beginning of Hercules and Xena, um, th- there's enough nuance to the plot that you don't get the entire episode. But with Beastmaster, you understand everything that will happen in the episode, <laughs> bar none. They explain it very clearly and simply, and you get everything except for the... Uh, the quick conflict resolution in the last five minutes. And that's all that matters. And this was an hour long show, an hour long show. <laughs> and, uh, so my wife, she, she used to always tell me, she remembered one bit from Be- Beastmaster, And that was someone saying, never underestimate the allure of shiny stones. and uh i found the episode that it is but i I haven't found the means to actually watch that episode yet (laughs) we'll we'll put it in you'll probably cut it into the song at some point oh it's in the song it's already oh it is yeah because he has ferrets so he's not alone as long as he has his ferrets he keeps ferrets in his pouch that's a good animal to be the master of and uh, yeah, never. Wait, are those the beasts? The allure of shiny yeah. stones. Well, he also has a tiger that he rides, or it's like his friend. I guess he doesn't ride it. He's very kind to the animals. Dar. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Yeah. Well, do we got anything else we want to talk about before we close it out? I think that was a great, great job. I like that. That was fun. Oh wait, of course. It's yeah, a hit. it's a hit. It's a hit. I agree. You can't put a Tenacious D song in front of me and expect it not to be a hit in my eyes. Yeah. I think that's the best. I got hit. Yeah. I mean, you've had some songs, you know, they're, you know, that, uh, they're funny and they're, they're odd and they're different. And, uh, I think, I think this is the best example of, you know, like you almost had like legit guitar in there. Like who, what did you do there? That was fucking a good job. Like, would you want to know guitar, how this like, all was actually, are you talking about the guitar solo? That was just me trying to play a guitar solo very quickly and being like, ah, it's fine. You know what though? But the rest of it, attitude, the rest of it is weird. The rest of it is, it, I won't get it. I won't get into how the sample worked, but it's, it's a strange process. Yeah. Tell me. All right. So I hold <laughs> up my phone to it to do the sample, but I have to hold it down, the, the button down on my phone to record a sample. So I have to strum the guitar with the phone and then you have to cut it so that it's like weird. But because the microphone is right up next to the guitar when it goes, it automatically distorts itself because it just it, it, like the recording clips or it's weird. I don't know how it works. Um, and then you just chop those all together and put it there. And then it's like all the drums and stuff. It's just me going all that you know and then you chop all that up and you put it around oh my gosh yeah that seems like it's real intense dude no it's real 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 quick and plus then you don't (laughs) have to worry about anyone else's drum sounds have you ever ever downloaded drum sounds and tried to use them they're all terrible and stupid (laughs) you're like oh the snare sounds good but your hi-hat sounds like garbage but this is a package deal you know yeah okay who wants that no hey i thought it was yeah that's cool 
that's a, there's there's a lot going on. You also had some deep harmonies. You had like some like growly voice in there. Oh yeah, that's using the uh, the octaver. Uh, yeah, you know, the digital dealy. You know, I was Go looking. I was on the lookout for uh, for vocal fry. Oh uh, yeah, at the beginning there was one. Right? That. Yeah. As we were talking, as the song was starting, I was just like, "Oh, I'm a level seven beast master." <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All right, but yeah, okay, very good. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. How about it? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, once again, uh, as I stated before the break, we are going to take a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, not really sure how long that's going to be. Nate, how do you feel about this hiatus? I feel great about a hiatus. Do you know why? That means we can we can do things at our own pace. It can I can take a little while. I can take longer than three days to put something together if I ever need no. to. Good songs yeah. are written in three days. Good you songs work are best written in under three pressure, days. We've noticed. Yeah, we found that out. You need pressure. You won't get Terrible. it done. <laughs> yep. true. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't plan on getting anything done. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? Why would What's I? What's the need? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I've noticed that the less I do, the more daunting the world seems. So back when I was just trying to fit everything in, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting this. And now, like, I've started to trim things out of my life, and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like the checklist mentality. You're, uh, you're getting things checked off by doing a lot of stuff, so it feels like you're in control when you're really not. Yeah. No one turns out control. far out of control. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the captain now. I just wanted to say that it doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. Max is the captain now, guys. Max is the captain now. He's always been the captain of this ship. I want to say, hey, Max, you're doing a great job redirecting us. This has been because we get real weird and dumb. And Max always like a rubber band pulls us back right into the into the pocket. You know how rubber bands pull things into pockets. Yeah, I'm here to make sure that no one has too much fun. We have too much fun. And the listeners aren't having quite as much fun, so I got to bring it back. Make sure that everyone's having fun. It's like the oh. Satan's Metachlorians levels. We got to make sure they mm-hmm. balance each other out. I yeah. think that's what you're saying. But yes. Well, thank it's- you, Pat. I appreciate that. And you know what, Pat? You've also done a great job. Pat's uh, taken a lot of the editing duties on. That's been great. Pat lets the nation know when to laugh. Pat's laugh has become <laughs> infectious. I heard it sampled in a new uh, a new little Uzi Vert song. Yeah, yeah. Pat's laugh is just sweeping the nation. It's it's uh it's great. It's infectious. So we appreciate yeah. you, Pat. Well, thanks, man. No, and I Nate, uh, you do, Nate, you do good too. All right. You remember we, what we talked about? <laughs> if we give someone, if we give an artist too much control, it turns into shit. Remember, right? You, this whole thing is, is an extrapolation of the peer editing review process taken to extremes, right? And the whole thing is we can't let our we can't go, we can't run let artists run wild or things turn bad. We gotta, yeah. we gotta, they gotta take those rough gems and polish them and hone them. And we gotta focus their, their direction. So never Nate, underestimate the allure of a polished, <laughs> shiny stone. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. we also want to thank Nate. Nate's done a great job this year, man. This podcast would not exist if it wasn't for him. It'd just be Pat and I talking, and that gets bored pretty quick. But very Nate, quick. Put, Nate puts uh, his own little, uh, his unique to, uh, spin on things. And it's, uh, as long as I've known Nate, that's how it's been with him. And it's always fantastic. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. 
You're so, acting, we're talking like we're all going to die. And it's not just like, oh, in a few weeks we'll come out with more and there'll be interim content in between. This is dumb. <laughs> Listen, I believe we're taking the right, good things yeah. and it we're recording dumb. an album. Slowly, <laughs> because who cares? We're going to yeah. go on tour. We're going on tour. Yeah, we're going to go on tour. Getting we're going to make 85 songs and we're going to shove it. In Smash Mouth's fucking face. We're going to play every county fair until we hit those state fairs that they're at. That's what we're doing. (laughs) We're coming for your, yeah, we're not going to become superstars. We're just going to kick, we're going to occupy the space that that Smash Mouth currently occupies. We're going to take over state fairs and, and run them out of town. Somebody once told me. You are no match for a level seven beast master with a stomach full of funnel cakes. That's right. <laughs> you might as well be. There's a beast master reference yeah. in there. Yeah, I, I did have a goal for this podcast that we would uh, try to get paid by someone we didn't know for something. But now I think my goal is to try and open for Smash Mouth at a state fair. <laughs> That's a good rule. Well, we just need to cram. I think the, I mean, look, we were talking about what makes a hit. I think we're getting closer and closer. Musically, Nate's getting better and better at producing himself. He's getting better and better at honing in on, on the hot topics that we provide. And he's also just becoming a better musician technically. And, all, you know, these things are all important. But also, more importantly, he's found his, his, his calling card. Shamobar. Shamobar. And if Shamobar is all we leave season one with, that's okay. We're on our way. You know? All the best fucking singers, they have a weird calling card. And and Nate, you found yours. DJ Khaled. I mean Shamobar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, uh, let's uh, say that uh, we are going to try and do some stuff over the summer. We're not sure what that is yet. So if anyone wants to leave us a voicemail suggestion with uh, just anything, any content, we just want some content. We want to make fun of you or praise you for your, your, uh, what you bring to the table. Just give us a call. 707-780-2448. Maybe Nate has a jingle. 707-780-2. Hits. Um, I don't even know how that one would go. Hits. 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 Fantastic. Hits. <laughs> well, well, let us, yeah, all you hitsters, let us know what you think. Let us know if you want us to not take this hiatus, because we'll just get back on if one person calls and tells us to. You got nothing else going on. This is more just, uh, you know, just just taking a nap or something. So um, no harm if we, we get called back to duty. Yeah. Uh, anything else, guys, before we sign off? No, I've had a ton of fun. This is awesome. Tons of fun. Look forward to season two. Yeah, season two. Six seasons in a movie, right, guys? That's right. That's right. That's what they say about us. And a season 1.5 and a couple albums. and What's six times 15, man? A belly full of verners. Oh, 90. 90. Six times 15 is 90. And you know what that beats? Beats fucking Smash Mouth. That's how about it. Hell yeah. We're yeah. coming for you, Smash Mouth. Coming for it. That State Fair is ours. Fucking ours. You're on notice, brother. 
All Me right, and that well, guy from everyone. Hootie and the Blowfish, we're gonna come on in there. We're gonna we're gonna tear down your amps. We are gonna rip out all your quarter inch cables, and we are gonna shove them up your noses so far that all those songs tap right out of your brain and into our pocketbooks. You hear me? This is Nasty Nathan Sharp, and me and Darius Rucker are coming for you and all the state fairs. Hmm? Yeah. yeah, and then we're going like to replace all your quarter-inch cables with quarter-inch cables that work sometimes. Sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah, the ones because you don't want to get rid of them because they're not bad, but sometimes they just kind of make that weird high-pitched whiny noise. And you're like, why is it making this noise? But like, oh, it's a bad cable. But you won't throw it out. You'll just put it in the pile, and then you'll use it again I'll later. I'll fix it later, but you can't figure <laughs> out what's wrong. <laughs> Man, Darius Rucker is such a great name for a wrestler. Why did he use that <laughs> name as a singer? Well, he used Hootie and the Blowfish for the longest time. So obviously he was banking on the wrestling career. And then he had to, you know, fall back yeah. into uh, singing about letting the lady cry. <laughs> <laughs> and holding her hand. Holding her hand. Dude, Cracked Rearview? Oh, man, we got to wait for season two for that. We gotta wait for season Stay, two. Season two, we just play t- cassette tapes of our favorite <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish and albums. The albums. Uh, stay tuned, hitsters, for that. You're gonna love that. All right. Well, have a great summer, everyone, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Wow, what a world. Oh yeah. I've been watching Battlestar Galactica a lot. And uh, all the Sinbot talk? All the Sinbot talk. Right? <laughs> and now they're getting to the point like they're 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 having this talk um where uh like the 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 dad commanders like to his son, you know, who's the other like a uh, you know, younger ship captain and he's like you're really letting yourself go there, son. And he's like I can't believe he said I was letting himself go and the guy's like chowing down snacks. And I've been feeling like him recently. I've just been like, yeah, let me just chow down. I've been eating a lot of frozen waffles. Are they still frozen when you eat them? Yeah, that's what makes it really well. Holy shit. <laughs> really letting you Are you fucking them with me right now? Yeah, I'm fucking with you. I put them in the toaster. Okay, good. Put some blood <laughs> yeah, good. On them. Yeah. I was going to be like, man, eating those fucking, that's like, you're a full fucking animal if you're eating frozen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no toasting. No like, I don't deserve to toast these. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like that. I'm not concerned with these beasts. I'm a beast master. <laughs> I learned how to vocal Is that your fry. Character? I learned how to vocal <laughs> fry this weekend. And uh, no, you're not even doing it enough. There it I is. I love there it is. vocal frying and being the master of all beasts. I have uh, the strength of the black tiger <laughs> and the <laughs> courage of the eagle. And I have dominion over all beasts in all the land. In an age of sorcery and fantasy <laughs> and magic you just gave us the full intro experience the beast master <laughs>